for once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast. There's Tad. All right. Todd, you make it on? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you guys. All right, awesome. That was my bad, guys. I just called Todd on the phone. He said, yeah, I'm just waiting for the link. So Todd's patiently waiting for us to send him the link. So I think Namana maybe missed that today. But Todd, we're super excited to have you on here. I was just hyping you up, saying you've done a great job. And so thanks for your time, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate being here, man. It's cool. Dude, I don't know a lot about you, so I'm really looking forward to this call because you're someone I really want to get to know that I haven't met too much. Did you ever come in the office in Utah or? Yeah, no, I I didn't. I didn't make it out there. Okay. So so I've never met you in person yet, have I? No, not yet. Okay, awesome, dude. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure this year I'll see you sometime during the year and then the Christmas party. You'll definitely be getting some awards if you keep this up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, guys, just to give you a little bit of background on, on on Todd from what I know and what I see from my end is he's been crushing it. He's been here since January. Is that right, Todd? Yeah, starting in January. Starting in January. And since then, he has 19 set closes and two self-gen deals. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it does. That's awesome. Right. So according to my calculations, you had three set closes in January, eight set closes in February, and so far in March, you've been going off, especially this week. In March so far, you have seven set closes with two self-gens. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay, awesome, dude. So to be out, yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah. All right. So to be out there for two and a half months, because you got out there January 18th, Mona said, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So you've been out there for not even two and a half months, January to February, then February to March, right? So you've been out there for less than two months to have 19 set closes and two self-gen deals. You must be doing a lot of things right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just sticking to the code, man. Just following the the code. That's all. All right, dude. Well, we can't wait to hear about it. Before we jump into the work part, we want to hear about your personal life a little bit. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What's your family like? Um, okay. Kind of your past five to ten years, what have you been doing? All right. Yeah, so I'm from Pasadena, California, uh, originally. Uh, born and raised out here. Uh, moved around a lot, lived in different places, but uh, mainly grew up in Pasadena. And um, I went to Pasadena High School and just a bunch of the local high schools there. I uh, went to Pasadena City College, played basketball, grew up playing basketball. I'm an athlete originally. And, um, yeah, played at two years at junior college and then got a scholarship, uh, went Division two, played uh, two years there, got my BA, um, finished, and started working on some pro stuff, getting contracts, trying to go overseas. And then I got hurt, and then... After that, I just started coaching and training kids. Started my own uh, LLC with that, and then uh, it was, that was going pretty well. And then COVID hit, and then I uh, and then I couldn't. I didn't have no work at all for like a year straight. So Damn. I was held in captivity. <laughs> Dang man, 
What a yeah. story. Dude, I didn't know anything like that. So you grew up in Southern California. If you guys don't know where Pasadena is, it's just inland a little bit, right? In, is it L.A. County? Roseboro, Roseboro, baby. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So Pasadena's a beautiful place, um, pretty famous for the Rose Bowl. And so you're yeah. actually knocking and working pretty close to where you grow up. Yeah, I'm right in uh, my home area pretty much. Dude, that's super cool. So you went to high school, played ball in high school, and played college ball for a few years. And then you were trying to make it to the pros. Yeah, yeah. So in high school, uh, I ran track too. So I was actually supposed to make it big in that. I was a pretty big uh, high jumper in the state. Um, but uh, I didn't care too much about track, so stuck with basketball. Wow. And basketball worked out for a few years, but then you got injured. How? What was your injury? What happened to you? It was just a normal, it was a common uh, uh, Jones fracture break on your foot, on the foot. Dang. So after that, you decided to run your own basketball camp and do some training stuff, some coaching stuff, which was going probably well with your background, right? I mean, you're probably good at that. But then with COVID, all that got shut down, especially in California, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, we were, um, a lot of the guys I was training that were in high school, they were on their way to the state championship. They had just won CIF out here. And uh, uh, COVID hit, and then they everything just shut down. They couldn't even go compete in the state championship. So, yeah, that's where it all stopped. <laughs> Dang, man. Well, you've definitely been affected by COVID, and we're sorry to hear that, but I'm super grateful you're here. Right? Because yeah. without that, you probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm super glad to be here. I'm just glad to have something, you know, where I'm actually up doing something and just have a repetition, repetition, you know? Dude, totally. That's super inspiring, super cool. I feel like because of your background and your experiences, your trials, but you're also your triumphs, that's probably why you're doing so well out here, right? Do you, do you attribute a lot to your history and your past? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, history has a lot to do with it. My past has a lot to do with it. Um, but I'm kind of just, you know, living in the present and uh, trying to, you know, just follow all the guidelines that are given to me. Yeah. Well, once again, it sounds like you're very teachable, and every time I've heard you on the phone or talked to you, you've been very humble and very insightful, right? You've been, you've been very helpful. I know a lot of reps look up to you in the company, so we're super excited to have you on here. How did you get involved with us? How did you get in touch with us? Did you know Mana? Did you know Jared? Did you yeah, know McCord? Uh, what happened? How did you get here? Yeah, so I've actually known Mana for like 10 years, going on 11, something like that. Um, we met uh, at... Uh, LCC, it's in Longview, Washington. Uh, that was the first college I went to, junior college I went to. Okay. And there I met Jared there. His dad was our coach. Um, so I know Jared pretty well. But yeah, that's how I, I, that's how I got in. I know Mono for a long time. Every time he comes back home, uh, we always link up and hang out. And he spends time with my family and vice versa. Dang, that's super cool. So you and Mono actually were teammates in college. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really yep. cool to keep those connections strong. You never know who's going to come back around, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty tight since. Dude, that's really cool. So are you the same age as Mana? Are you 27 or 26? or? I'm, I'm 28. 28, yep. okay. Very yep. cool, dude. Is Mana 28? I don't even know. Uh, Yeah, I think, he, I think he turns 28 this year. Okay, so he's turning 28. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Todd... We're stoked to have you on here. Guys, for anybody that's just jumping on, I know we just got about eight new people that just jumped on. This is Todd Barnes from Southern California. 
He grew up playing basketball, played in college, and was trying to play in the pros, but had some injuries and started doing some basketball camps because of COVID. Now he's here. And in the last less than two months, because he's got here January 18th, and right now we're on March 12th. So in less than two months, he's at 19 set closes and two self-gen deals. So we're super excited to have you. I'm curious, right now, are you transitioning to self-genning? Are you just kind of barely stopping setting and starting to close your own, or where are you at? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm transitioning. I already made the transition. Um, uh, I, I closed one deal this week, I think one deal last week. Um, but uh, but I, I did love setting. I love setting. Like, if I can set, you know, and just, you know, make good money off of that, I would love to do that. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't want to stay too stagnant. I, do, I definitely do want to move up. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm currently uh, working on some deals right now. Dude, that's super exciting. Mana said, I don't know if it was this week or last week, you had a big week with setting, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, this week I've set, um, I set close uh, seven deals. Wow, so literally... This week, you've had seven sets that someone else closed, Mana closed or Justin or somebody else. Yeah, well, six that Mana and Justin closed, and then one that I self-ginned. Wow, that is super cool, dude. Super impressive. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of questions about how you're doing that. I mean, it's only Friday, right? And you already have seven deals under your belt in one week. Super cool stuff. Right now, I've talked to a lot of guys from L.A., so I'm assuming that you're doing a similar type of schedule, but what is your schedule you're doing right now? Um, so right now I'm just up at 6.30, right out of bed, and uh, I'm getting straight to a workout. Um, I'm listening to something that's, you know, uh, giving me some positive feedback. It, it could be a book, it could be an audio book, it could be anything. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I wake up, I, I take a, take a stroll, I, um, do my push-ups, get a little workout in, get some oatmeal in every day with some, with some sea moss. <laughs> That's a, a diet. The diets def, definitely helped me a lot. You know, um, are you the one that introduced the sea moss to mana or is that someone else? Yeah. Yeah. So you're the sea um, moss monster, dude. <laughs> I'm a big sea moss guy. And, uh, uh man, I want to shout out Joseph, man. Scribe with Joseph. He definitely, uh, Helped me change my diet. I actually went vegan uh, about two months ago now. Nice. Or almost two months. Yeah. So that helped. That had a lot to do with everything, and uh, just sticking with that, and um, also making sure I take the right herbs like sea moss. It's definitely uh, giving me some mental clarity and uh, loosened up. It just made everything a lot easier for me every day. Where do you get the sea moss from, dude? I want some. <laughs> I looked it up. It looks uh, like, like a gross man, ramen. Just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it definitely has an impact. Uh, it, um, it, um, it works pretty fast. It gets to your bloodstream quick. And uh, but yeah, if you if you want to get some, just you know, send me a text, and I'll make sure you get the right info. Soon. There you <laughs> go. So that's super cool. So you get the sea moss with your oatmeal, and then what time are you? You guys have a meeting at eight thirty every day. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every day. Uh, lately, we've been doing it like two or three times a week nice. in the last two weeks. But um, but yeah, it's been every day uh, since since last week. But um, yeah, after that, um, yeah, we're just getting right into it, and uh, we do a lot of training too. 
Um, Mono does a great job in training us. So um, that's that's a key part in our success right now and my success, really, um, is the training and just all the information that we're, we're getting from Mono. So. Yeah, I bet. So what time are you hitting the doors after that meeting? How long is that meeting and what time are you hitting the doors? Yeah, we're, we're from 8.30 to 9.30. Then right after that, we're, we're all getting out the door. And then uh, it takes us about almost a half an hour to get to the doors. So we're, we're at the doors by 10. Okay, so by 10 a.m. sharp, you guys are shooting to be on the doors. And then do you knock for a certain amount of time? Or what's your schedule look like after that? I mean, to be honest with you, man, I don't, I don't take any breaks. Uh, it's, it's all day. Um, uh, the last couple of weeks since we did, uh, have a couple of weeks off, it was hard transitioning back, um, because due to COVID. So, uh, that first week back, we, we started taking breaks cause it was hard, man. Hitting those doors after taking, just sitting in the house for a totally. little bit. Cause you guys all got COVID, right? The whole house got COVID for a week or something, right? Uh, no, only a few guys, but they all left. And then the, the guys that were home, we were just, you know, stuck at the house. Uh, Quarantine. Just chilling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't catch COVID. Uh, I was I was pretty clear from that. But um, yeah, the first week back, we we hit it hard, and you know it just hit us. And then we were just like, all right, we take a little hour break or something, and we got back right to it. And then, uh, but last week and this week, we haven't taken any breaks. We've been going back to our normal schedule where we're just going all day. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. So you start at ten, and you don't stop for lunch or anything. Nope. So what time are you coming home at night? We get, I get home about uh, either 5.30 or 6. Is that about when it gets dark, about 6 o'clock? It gets dark at, it gets dark around 5. Okay, so you're getting home, you're leaving about when it gets dark, getting home about 30 minutes later, give or take. Yeah. I'm sure now yourself, Jenny, you might have a little bit later night sometimes with some appointments or something. Right, right, yep. But when you were setting, it was pretty much like 10 to 6. You're knocking for 8 hours straight on the doors. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Man, I think that's I think that's really remarkable. I feel like a lot of reps see you in the LA office or other offices that are really high performing, and they think, man, those guys are so lucky. Their area must be so good, or they must have such a good pitch, or they must have such a good this or that, right? Mm -hmm. But really, from what I see from you guys, the underlying factor is the factors is one, you guys are super positive. Two, you guys are super scheduled. You do things at the exact same time every day. And the third thing I see is you guys work, right? Like you yeah. guys hit the hours. There's no secret sauce. There's no trick. You guys literally put in the hours. Yeah. Dude, that is cool. That's good to hear. And when you're studying right now, how many bills a day are you pulling usually? Um, on average, I would say three. Uh, but uh, I have days and I have weeks where I'm, you know, getting five, six a day. Um, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's where I was at. But we definitely, you know, have a lot to work on still as a group. And um, uh, there's definitely a lot of areas to improve. And, um, but yeah, as long as we're, we're staying consistent with our uh, meetings and our trainings and uh, just being doing our due diligence on, uh, you know, getting up every morning and doing the small things, uh, it, it uh, all works itself out. No, dude, I agree. I think that's super cool. And, Obviously, I think hard work pays off. Yeah, right. I got that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably know this quote better than me, but what's that quote of like hard hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Yeah. Right? 
Absolutely. I think that that is so, so critical with this job is especially with solar, it's so logical. The sales process makes sense to people. So you don't really need to sell them. You don't need to be super talented because it's so, so logical opposed to maybe other sales, right? Maybe a pest control sale or security sale or satellite. When you're trying to add a bill to somebody's life, you might need to be a little bit more of a smooth talker or better with your words, whatever you want to say. Whereas right. with solar, it's just information. You're literally a data collector, right? It's kind of the facade that we have. And that really will, especially in our industry, I think hard work's up here and talent's down here. Of course, if you have both, you'll be great, but I think work is so much more important than the talent aspect here, especially when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's been vital for me. Like, you know, that solar coaster is real, you know? And uh, I've hit slumps and uh, but the great thing about having brothers, about having a team, you know, you can call on them. You can kind of lean on them on a day. You know, like there's times where I had to call Joseph or or David or Mana, and I was just like, or Justin. I was just like, hey, can I just come with you for a few hours? Because I'm, you know, kind of in a slump right now. And um, and that and honestly, when I did that, the next day I literally pull like six, seven bills, and then I start and I have like three closes. You know for the week so so every once in a while you need a little recharge you need a little help from somebody else a little a little hand up right yeah absolutely what do you what do you do when you do that you just go out and you split a street or you're just knocking with them or what does that look like uh so for me i just since i'm in the slump already mentally um i just shadow you know and uh, i just try to kind of feed off uh their energy since they have the good energy going uh, I just feed off theirs, and I just watch what they do, and, you know, they're just there, you know, with positive spirits, like, you know, talking to me, and, you know, it's just good to have somebody for with sure. you, because you're for weeks at a time by yourself, and then, you know, you might hit a day or two where you just, you know, hit a slump, and you just need somebody to just talk to while you're out there a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little pick-me-up. So do you usually yeah. shadow, like, the better-performing guys on the team? Or is it just guys um, that you click with, you can jive with, or what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely who I click with the more. Um, uh, I've known the guys that I know Joseph for the same long uh, amount of time I've known Mana, mm -hmm. so it's easier to hit him up and, uh, and you know, tally with him or shadow with him sometimes. So sometimes it's just rubbing shoulders, getting some good positivity back, clearing your yeah. head, having a friend to talk to, right? Yeah, because iron sharpens iron at the end of the day, so. Man, dude, I think that's so, so interesting that even you, Todd Barnes, who has 19 set closes in less than two months, you have bad days, right? Absolutely. You've got maybe bad weeks or bad days, and so for you, you found what helps you get out of that funk. And I think yeah. that every setter and every closer in the company needs to figure out, what do I do when times get tough? What do I do when things suck, right? Because we're doing door-to-door -door sales, things suck. We've gotta be able to get ourselves out of that headspace and change, and I love that. I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people in our company were Mormon missionaries, right? Yeah. And so and that was one of me. So I went on a mission, I remember my mission president would always tell me, hey, if you're having a bad day, take a break and go get an ice cream. Like, take right. a break, go to McDonald's drive-through, get an ice cream, cost 99 cents, and hang out for 20 minutes. Right, just kick yeah. it for a second. And I think that that's super applicable to us here is if you're having a bad day, it's okay to take a break. 
What you don't want to do is let that break extend or go for multiple days or check out completely, right? Right. So what I always did when I was selling is when I needed that little mental break or that little bit of help, I would set a timer on my phone and say, I'm gonna take a 30 minute break with this ice cream cone right? or whatever it is, hmm. or this Mountain Dew or this Red Bull, if that's your thing, or this frozen yogurt or whatever you like, right? And then you set it for 30 minutes and the second that timer goes off, you go back to work. That's what I did. Because if not, it turns into an hour, then two hours, then it's even harder to get back on the doors and everything else. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. That's pretty cool. I haven't thought about that for a while, but that's pretty cool that Todd, even though you're having such great success, you still need those same things that we all do. Right. I'm sure a lot of reps are wondering, what is your pitch right now? What are you saying? Because your, your bills are obviously quality. You focus on quality more than quantity, it sounds like, right? Yeah. And yeah, right. I mean, with all your set closes going through, pulling three to four bills a day, they're obviously pretty good bills. I'm sure your pitch is very similar to everybody else's, but kind of roughly, what do you say? Um, well, I normally go through the pitch script for script, and uh, um, and then I start asking questions. You know, uh, you know, I ask them, "Hey, what's going on in the home? Like, are you having electricity problems?" I definitely start like that's like after I kind of. Uh, established that they have the meter and kind of explain what the meter is for. Um, I just kind of ask them, you know, uh, what's going on in the home? Your panel box is a little outdated. Are you guys having any issues? I found some success with that, so I kind of stuck with it. And then, um, and then some people would say, yeah, we're having, you know, electric electricity issues on this side of the house or whatnot. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, you know, that's great. That's why I'm here, you know, to make sure you guys are taken care of you know, off the rip, and uh, don't mention it, um, that they, like, okay, no worries, um, and uh, how much you guys are spending on power, out of power, and then uh, if they are using a lot of power, I just, um, I'm like, I just let them know, hey, this, this, uh, there's a bunch of state programs available for you guys right now, um, and they're just stepping in to help, to help uh, lower utility costs for you guys, uh, because, we are in an energy crisis, and um, and they know uh, the cost of living is going up here, so they just want to help you guys out um, with that. And I just, you know, try to be sincere and genuine with it too, man. You know, I just try to figure out what's going on in the home and and let them know, hey, you know, like, look, I'm just here to help you and let you know what's going on right now with the new state laws and uh, where where everything is going. Dude, that's super cool. So what it sounds like to me, I'm just gonna try and from what I just heard from you. If I'm a setter right now, this is what I'm kind of thinking. So you go up to the door, you say, hey, what's up? Follow up on the net metering program. They should have came out and saw the new meter on the side of your house. Did you guys get it? Yeah, you did. Okay, great. Do you know what it does? Not really. Okay, what helps you measure the power you use and produce? How's the power in your home lately? Are you having any issues? Your box is a little bit old. How are things? Just kind of talking yeah. like a person, right? And they're saying, yes. oh, well, my things are going okay. This half of the house isn't working great. Or yeah, it's, it's good. And you say, well, okay, well, would you guys want to save money on power? How much you're normally using? Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just, you know, ask questions about how much they're spending, how much they're using, if there's, you know, different family members in the home that are consuming a lot of power. And um, and then I kind of let them know about, you know, the solar projects that's going on and where the state's headed with clean renewable energy. And then, I, you know, I kind of ask if they're cool. I just be like, have you guys looked into solar at all? Um, and I'm, I let them know, hey, I'm not a solar company. 
you know, I'm not with the solar company. I'm just uh, the data collector, and we're just seeing if you guys can qualify for some of the state programs because the state is offering that uh, right now. Yeah, that's cool, man. So you can't, you're really, it seems like a common theme I've heard with you is you ask a lot of questions too. Yeah. Like when you're on the doorstep, they're interacting with you. It, this is a conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation. <laughs> that's good to hear. I think sometimes as sales reps, we forget that homeowners don't like to be talked to. They like to be talked with, right? They want synergy with you and them. They don't just want to be lectured on something. Right. Okay, super cool. Another thing that I think probably helps you a lot is you, we always tell our guys, hey, pretend or act like you are a local. Be a local. Whereas, yeah. Todd, you actually are a local. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you are like born and raised local, played ball there, grew up there. Middle yeah. teenager, adult life, right? Your family's from there. Do you notice that? Do you bring that up a lot? Do you talk about, hey, I'm from here too? Yeah, I grew up in Pasadena. I'm, I'm from right here. I've been all around the valley. Or do you bring that up a lot? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, I just, for me, I guess it's just I, I'm a little more honest because I did grow up here. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being honest, you know, and just giving them a little backspill about you and like, hey, I grew up, you know, Pasadena. I play basketball. I went to PCC. Everybody knows PCC, kind of. Um, and then uh, for West Covina area, my, you know, my cousin, it was a big softball player here. So I ran to some people that actually knew who she was, and I was just like, you know, touch bases there. Um, but yeah, if you could just find anything to relate to the customer at all, you know, even as a setter, and not even as a closer, just it, it helps out tremendously, especially just while you're having the conversation with them. Man, that's super cool. I'm, I'm sure a lot of reps are jealous being able to knock and, and close pretty close to their hometown. But there's a lot to learn from that. Even though you have a little bit more background and knowledge on the area, I would, I would tell every single setter in our company to figure out a few things. Figure out where you live in the city so you can explain to somebody where you live. You don't need to give them your exact address, but give them cross streets, right? Like, oh, I live right off this exit, or I live right off this road, or these cross streets, or I live right by that museum, or that, like, some sort of landmark, right? To let yeah. reps know, to let customers know, you're a local, you live there, you'll be there every day, you're not just there for the weekend trying to hustle them and then get out of town, right? Like, yeah. I would definitely encourage every single rep in our company to figure out where you live, some landmarks about the city, some local things, like, what are the colleges around? What are the schools around? What, like, maybe who's the mayor of the city? Maybe what yeah. county are you in, right? Like, stuff like that is going to help you. Do you agree? Yeah, so um, a lot of the homeowners in any area, any area, like here, like everybody's a Laker fan or a Dodger fan or UCLA or UCA, a USC fan or, or a doc, you know, stuff like that. So it's good to touch bases on that, you know. Um, one thing I learned about the job is just noticing things around the home or something to relate to. You'd be like, oh, I'm a big, you know, if you can talk about the Lakers, I'm a big LeBron fan. You know, what you think about LeBron this year? You know, touch bases on that or something. You know, hey, what you think about that championship they won this year? Or if they're a Dodger fan, like, hey, what about Mookie Betts? You know, like, that's, that guy's pretty cold. And, you know, it's yeah. good to touch with stuff like that. Even if you're not from the area, you just relate to them off of, you know, sports or anything. Dude, I'm just going to throw something out there. How about them jazz so far, Todd? <laughs> hey, they're pretty nice. They're I pretty like nice. Them. They're, they're really good. 
Mike Conley is a good addition, and they got a good, good group of guys around them too to make a far playoff run. So there yeah. you go. No, but that's that's great advice. You definitely want to be able to connect with the locals in any way, and what locals like is their sports teams. They like their colleges. They like their neighborhoods. They like their like cool things about California or their city. So if you know that those things, they'll automatically identify you as a local and someone that's cool, right? That understands sports, that speaks their language or whatever it is. Anything you can do to break out of that box of the guy on the door. Dude, 100%. As long as you can just act like a normal person, not a robot, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So that's super cool. How's it been trying to be a self-gender and managing your time? Has that been a little bit harder or? Yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting to it for sure. Um, I still get up same time. Um, but I, I, I realized that, uh, that if I want to do my workout, I got to get up a little earlier now because in the morning, uh, it takes up a lot of time, like doing numbers and stuff like that, especially since we have meetings and stuff. So, uh, I, I wasn't able to really get a good workout in this week cause I was trying to figure it out, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm figuring it out. It's a definite adjustment. Dude, there's a quote I heard once that said, if you want something done, ask the busy person to do it, right? And the idea behind that quote is usually if you're busy, that's because you're a doer. That's because you get things done. If you're not yeah. busy, it's not you have nothing to do. It's you just don't do whatever, right? You have nothing, like you're not going to do anything. <laughs> and so quite literally, like if you are, if you want something done, ask the busy person to do it. And I think that's a great example of you. You're going to figure it out, right? You're gonna yeah. like you're not gonna quit working out. You're just gonna figure out when your workout can go in your schedule. You're not gonna quit doing numbers. You just gotta figure out okay now when can numbers go in my schedule. You've just gotta change things. And so guys, don't use the excuse ever that you're too busy. I'm too busy. That's not a valid excuse in my opinion. So that's super cool to hear that you're just changing your schedule up. You're trying to figure out how things can be different. Yeah, it's definitely all new to me, and it's uh, for newer reps like myself. Uh, it's it's all new to us, so uh, we just gotta, you know, be disciplined and, you know, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you guys got a pretty cool nightly routine too. I've talked to Mana about what you guys do, of uh, like following up on your pitches. You guys will record your pitches, is that right? And then you'll go over them as a team at night. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we do a lot of role playing. Role playing is key. Um, uh, we uh, we yeah, have incentives, you know, yeah. where. You know, we uh, record pitches, and if it goes well the way we want it to, then, you know, hey, you, you get a free meal or something, you know, or you yeah. get some gas. <laughs> so stuff like, you know, definitely motivates us to want to go do a good job for sure. That's cool, dude. I dig that. That's super cool. Todd, one question I have for you <clears throat> is when you started this job a little less than two months ago, what do you yeah. wish you knew? I mean, we have people coming in the company every single week. We have probably 10 to 15 new employees that are showing up, right? They've signed or they committed two or three months ago, but this was their plan to get out there. So I bet you on this call, there's probably five to 10 reps that are just brand new guys that are this is their first week. So if you were brand new, what do you wish someone would have told you or what would you change going back? Um. Man, that's, that's pretty hard to say because I'm not going to lie. Mana did a very good job prepping me and making sure I knew when it comes to the pitch-wise, you know, like that was the main key right there. Like as long as you have the pitch, like you're good. And then, um, I mean, for newer guys, I would just say like once you memorize the pitch, 
uh, go out there and that first door, like do the pitch script for script and then, and then figure out ways to adjust it each time though and make it where it's, it's yours. It's your pitch and not, uh, you know, someone else's. That's good advice. So you would say every time you do a, do a pitch, take some mental notes, right? And then right. after the next time you go to a door, try and use those things you learned from the last door. Right. Don't just turn into a robot. Like make sure every door is its own door. Yeah. And also like the, the thing about the box part, like I kind of figured that out on my own. I was just like, I just figured out, oh, you know, your amp is, is kind of low, you know, like, hey, you know, I just, just something to wiggle with, play with a little bit, you know, and then you kind of just, you want to find what is their if factor, you know, some people, I ran into a lot of roof people, like, I'll go look at their roofs before I knock the door on, and I, I'll just start with the roof or something, I'm like, yeah, the state's, you know, covering a bunch of programs to, uh, if you qualify, they'll redo your whole roof, and they'll lower your utility bill. And they'll upgrade your box. <laughs> Dude. So you're getting tons of value. Tons of value points, right? Yeah. Which, guys, if you don't know, everything that Todd just said is legit. The roof, I mean, the, the state and the federal government will literally incentivize the homeowner with tax credits to get a new roof, a new main panel box, as well as a solar system. Right? They'll wrap it all together and help them save money. I've helped a ton of homeowners get a new roof, new main panel, and solar for the same price or less as their old power bill. So even though they're not spending any more money, they're pretty much matching their bill, but they get a new roof plus a new main panel. So life is better. Absolutely. <laughs> That's super cool, man. That's cool that you look, so you identify different things that that home might need and then incorporate that into your pitch. Yeah. Yep. That's and cool. a lot they want to do a lot of home upgrades, you know, and and this is a way to get them started. You know, you know, hey, you don't have to come out of pocket for none of this stuff. This is how you appreciate your home value, and there, there's there's this money here for you guys if you qualify. So I would take advantage of it, you know, because it's it's uh, super beneficial for you guys, and it'll save you a lot of money for any future projects that you want to start, something like that, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's great advice. So to kind of recap that, if you were a brand new rep, and if you were training a brand new rep yourself, or if you were leading a team, you would tell those guys, hey, make sure that you treat every door differently, learn from the last door, fix it, make something your own, make a pitch your own, stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't thought that far ahead yet, Jake, but uh, yeah, that's definitely what I would try to cover. Dude, that's my job. Always think about the future for you guys. So that's cool, man. That's super cool. It's exciting. I'm sure a lot of people on this call have questions for you and comments, so I'm going to open up to some questions, and then I'm going to follow up with some more things I have at the end. So guys, if you have a question for Todd, please unmute and turn your camera on if you can, just so we can see your face, so we can get to know each other in the company. As we keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it's hard to know everybody. So it's, these calls are fun for me because I get to meet people and see them, so if you do have a question, please do those things. questions all right i guess uh, we covered it <laughs> now we're gonna wrap it up no no usually every time i ask those questions you're mad, son. You're mad. <laughs> i've noticed on these calls hey i got a quick question oh go for it okay um i just want to know since you put um, hours to your door knocking how many doors do you actually knock per day 
after? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, so I think my I, I declined a little bit because I'm efficient. Um, but man, I was ninety two hundred. Okay. Yeah. Average, I would say 75. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. The audio is a little bit rough there. I hope that everyone can hear that. I think you said like 90 to 100 doors. Is that what you said, Todd? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in a lot of doors. Uh, um, can't hear a word you're saying. It's kind of breaking up now all of a sudden. The audio, <laughs> the audio's been great this whole time, but just the last two minutes, it's it's kind of breaking up. But Bridger messed it up. Dude. Bridger Bridger came on, and all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was, that, his name's Elijah. Oh. I, I, oh. I can't, dude. You're That's incredible. Elijah. You're Bridger. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great question. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I just hit about 90 to 200 doors. I was hitting a lot of doors uh, pretty quick. Um you know, I was kind of just getting in and out. Um, and then the, all those doors that I hit, it helped me figure out, you know, where I want to go and where I want to be with my pitch. So uh, I would say, you know, hit as many doors as you can, go through the pitch as many times as you can, and figure out where's your hit factor. And I guarantee you, like, by that second or third week, you know, you would definitely see the improvement. So definitely knock. make sure at the beginning you knock a lot of doors. Yeah. You have to get those reps in, right? So, yeah, awesome. Get the reps in. <laughs> Any other questions for Todd? Hey, Todd, I have a question. Hey, Todd. We got all sorts of questions. Let's go with, let's go with Carlo first, then Arnaldo, and then T-Rock. All right. Cool. Carlo, go for it. Okay, Carlo. Oh, all right. I just was wondering, um, so you've done two self-gen closes, um, and I was wondering if you've seen any anything that was in common in how you set the both of those um, and that you feel was crucial to them closing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, um, is there anything like that? I mean, for the first one, uh, you know, I get like, but that one compared to the second one, they both really wanted it. It was just, it was just up to me as a person to actually, uh, you know, just be genuine with them, with everything I went through, and helping them understand everything and making sure I, you know, I went through everything correctly. Um, and I asked, you know, in, in between the slides and stuff like that, I asked them, hey, does this make sense to you? Um, and they're like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, so, yeah, most of the success on the two deals uh, was just coming from them already kind of wanting it, some good sets, some really good sets. And um, uh, just them reading, you know, or establishing a, a good uh, connection. Um, and just having a good conversation with them, not even have to do with, you know, the business side of it. Cool. Thank you. 
Thank you. And I just wanted to follow up um, on that door question as well. Um, do you knock doors that don't have cars in the driveway as well? Like, is that included in the 90 to 100? Yeah, so um, normally if I don't see a car in the driveway uh, and they have a garage, I automatically think, uh, assume that their car is in the garage because of the, of COVID right now. If I don't see any oil spots or I don't see any tire marks in the driveway, that means they parked the car more in the driveway, I mean in the garage. Um, but if I do see tire marks and oil spills in the driveway then and I don't see the car, then I wouldn't knock that door at all. Guys, that was a great question from Carlo about what doors to knock. And I've noticed as we've been talking, if you have a question, when you ask it, mute your mic after, because that way, for some reason, we can hear Todd better when the mics are muted, we've noticed. So if you have a question, unmute, ask it, mute, listen, mute again, so on and so forth. But great questions. If you're not talking, have it on mute, basically. Hey, Todd, so... Carlo pretty much asked the same question, but how do you cover your area? Like, do you knock certain, like, one part before, like, three, and then after you knock the other part? Or do you knock the whole thing, and then after, around five, do you knock the houses that they weren't there before? Like, the people that weren't there. Um, yeah, so once I hit a street, uh, you know, there's houses parallel to each other of course so I just start on one side I go down the whole block and then I kind of just re, you know circle back onto the other side and I just go to the next block and do the same thing and I just I just keep doing that until until I'm out of time <laughs> thanks yeah no problem T-Rock hey what's up this is uh, Drewski here. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? I just want to congratulate you on all the success you've been having. Just had a question. If you could go into detail, um, how has your team attributed to your success uh, so far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my team, man, honestly, uh, it's one of the best group of guys I've been around. Uh, I've been on a lot of teams in my life with basketball and stuff like that but these guys man they, they treat you like real brothers man and um you know i'm just so grateful to have them in my corner man they just they uplift my spirit they have jokes they're always you know in good positive uh energy every day you know and it's it's non-stop and that's what kind of keeps everything flowing you know they're definitely um uh what is it? <laughs> they're the they're 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 what's holding us together, you know. Just all of us, you know. Uh, doing our team activities, and we just enjoy each other's company. So that's a uh, it's been great having them, you know. I appreciate you, Todd. So we appreciate you. Appreciate all the hard work you do, bro. We love you, man. Go team out line. <laughs> Let's go. <clears throat> These are great questions. Any other questions for Todd? I have a question. Go for oh, it. Can you hear? Yeah, we can hear, hear you, Josh. 
Okay. Alright, so up, when you're pitching to them, and you're doing your pitch, and they say they're not interested, how far do you keep pushing, or do you just take that loss and just move on to the next time? Um, well, I, I want to figure out what they're not interested in first. Okay. You know, if they, and then once they tell me what they're not interested in, um, uh, if they if they're real stern with it, and they just like, hey, I'm not interested, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. You know, if they're hitting you with that, then it's like, okay, yeah, no problem, just level with them, and then just you know, there's plenty of other doors to go knock. But uh, if they just say they're not interested, and then you ask them a question and they're responsive, then um, I would definitely hone in on that and try to. Uh, get them to overcome that whatever they're uninterested in um, because at the end of the day this is beneficial for them they're saving money um, if they don't like panels on the roof hey the new panels they're real sleek they're nice you know so they don't look you know crappy uh, and uh, it appreciates the home value you know you just got to hit all the factors on uh, what what the state's offering so what do you question. usually ask them? Like, what do you usually ask them when they to to see what, what they're not interested in? You just ask them what they're not interested in. Does that make sense? Oh, you, you gotta ask. What? Hey, what are you not interested in? What are you, I mean? What are you not? Yeah, what are you not interested in? That's all. And then they'll tell you, like, hey, I'm not interested in. Uh, no solar on my roof, you know, or I'm not interested in uh, the state programs. I don't believe in this, the programs or the state or the government. Uh, like, oh, okay, you know, that's, you know, they'll tell you. They'll tell you exactly what they're not interested in. And then you just got to make sure you have all the knowledge and the information to rebuttal it and to, to figure out how, a way to get them interested, you know. And uh, the best way I've, I've found uh, to get them interested is to, you know, you got to get them to feel the pain of what they're going through. You know, what situation they're in right now. Hey, you guys are using a lot of power. You guys are spending a lot of money. You guys are going to continue to uh, see increased rates. You, know, you guys are, you know, um, there, there's these opportunities for you right now to take advantage of. And, um, yeah, this is definitely a no-brainer situation, of course, for you guys. And uh, if you guys aren't just interested in the roof, I mean, and solar being on the roof, then, you know, you ask them, hey, what color, what, what color is your roof? You know, you figure out things like, I learned that from Mana, you know, just uh, asking them, hey, what color is your roof? Do you even know? Like, uh, some people don't even know what the color of the roof is. So, did that answer your question? Yeah, thank you. Okay. How do you get people in your office? <laughs> He said, how do I what? How do you get people to step into your office? Oh, um, yeah. So my office is the is the net meter. That's my office. Those are my grounds. And um, once I get them in my office, it's, you know, I it's all they're sitting down there. I'm taking charge of the of the whole situation, the conversation, everything. But the way I get them in there. Um, knock on the door and and I just I don't even say net metering program because I, I learned that you know some people are like what no I'm not interested and I would just you know I just say 
hey, I'm just following up on the net meter. And then I, before, I just kind of judge whether they're going to say they're not interested or, or if they're going to ask what is a net meter. So if, they, if I see they're leaning towards saying what is, I'm not interested, I kind of cut them off. And you're like, yeah, the net meter is Edison. They installed it a few years ago. Uh, it's on the back of you guys' home, uh, the state. And it, uh, just want us to make sure that you guys do have the meter and it's it's back there and it's working fine. And so that's how I kind of, I just kind of cut them off and take charge. <laughs> Dang. Dang, I didn't know. That's funny when he said, how do you get them into your office? I was confused what this guy was talking about. But that makes <laughs> sense. So you guys use that analogy of once they're in your office, you have control. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's applicable. When somebody walks in your office, your house, your life, right, you can kind of call the shots there. So I've noticed that as a customer, if they feel like you know more than they do, they'll listen. If they feel like they know more than you know, they won't listen. Right. Right? And so if you're kind of acting timid or like you don't know what you're talking about or you're confused or you don't really know what you want them to do, then they're going to see right through you. But if you act like, hey, this is my home, my house, my office, that's why teams play better at home, right? <laughs> yeah. They're comfortable there. They're fans, everything. So that's pretty cool. That's a good analogy. I like that. Yes, sir. What other questions do we have for Todd? I got a question. Do you guys see me? Cool. So um, I'm on Stockton right now, and a lot of people are really like, it seems like they have a bad attitude just opening the door. And mo I'd say about 80% of the houses I knock have those uh, the white screens on them. So they, they like, won't even open their, the full door. They'll open the, their door. They won't open the screen, or they'll just peek out their door. And I'm just trying to figure out the best way to get around that and actually get them to listen to me. Because most people will just, like, shut the door. Or, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm falling up on the net meter. Boom, door closed. Um, there's some people with really bad attitudes out here, so I was just curious how you get around that. Okay, um, so for that, um, people yeah that don't open the doors all the way or they open their window up and want to speak to you the window, um, is you like you just let them know, hey, I'm I'm following up on the net meter. Edison they installed it uh, a few years ago. I need to check the net meter. Uh, it looks like this. I have a picture of it. Can you look at the picture so you know what I'm talking about? You just kind of be firm with them. Hey, this is the net meter. And have them come and look at it and show them the meter. And then and then ask them, hey, is this? do you have this meter? Do you know if you have it? Can, we, can you supervise me and assist me outside your home so we can check the meter? And then once you get them in your office, that's your playground. And then that's, that's where you go to work. Okay. And then um, follow up with that. I get a bunch of people that are like, Oh, that was so out here. PG and E. They're just like, oh, PG and E did that. PG and E knows like they have all the information. So, like, how would you, how would you follow up with that? Um, so for that, I just let them know, hey, PG and E. They don't know if you guys are the homeowners or, or renters, okay? And um, and the state's just stepping in this year, actually, okay? And they want to make sure that uh, since they mandated that PG and E install these meters. They just want to make sure that you guys do have them and they are working correctly. And then once you get them into the meter, you just let them know, hey, look, I'm just here to check the meter because right now the state, like I said, is stepping in um, to assist homeowners on lowering their utility costs. And with this meter, that's where you start. This is how you call.
All right, thank you. Yeah. That was a good question. Um, was that Andre? Who was that? He was Andre. Called? Andre. Yeah. Andre, you're in Stockton, right? Yeah, I'm out in Stockton right now with Chandler and those guys. Cool, man. So that, like, that question that you asked specifically could just be particular to your area, wouldn't you say, Jake? Yeah, Some I mean... Some areas have been harder than other areas, and that's probably why they're a little more standoffish. There's a lot different... I mean, obviously, different areas have different cultures and different vibes, right? I mean, people... Maybe if it's a little bit more um, ghetto, people are a little more standoffish, right? Because they don't know who you are. If it's a little bit more preppy, maybe they're a little standoffish, too, because they're confused, like, why you're there, right? And so you've got to read the lay of the land... But those doors are all over Stockton. I've knocked in Stockton. I've actually closed 30 deals in Stockton. So I know about Stockton, and they are. With Stockton, I've realized that whenever you need to role play and practice talking through those doors like they're a normal person. Like you need to pretend, use your face, use your expressions, use everything, your body language the exact same way, even though you can't see them. I've learned that when they when you knock and they open it and they keep that screenshot, you literally cannot see who they are. You need to pretend like they are. You are looking exactly at their face. I stare at that screen like I'm looking them straight in the eyes, because they can see you perfectly. You just can't see them. It's this really weird thing, and so and they forget. I bet you 90% of the time they forget you can't see them. They don't know that, because they're so used to seeing from their point of view that sometimes they don't know your point of view exists. And so they're so used to looking out of their door that they don't even know you can't see in and they don't really knock on people's doors with those. No one else knocks on doors besides us, right? So pretend like you can see them, after you can see them, whatever their voice sounds like, mirror them. Pretend that like, you can think of whoever's talking on their side and just try and be as confident as you can there and you'll pull a lot of bills. I really think you will from what I've seen, but it is hard, it's mentally weird as heck to not be able to see who you're talking to, right? It's like talking to the to the guy in the box, repenting, you can't even see him, you're just spitting out <laughs> stuff, right? Like, that's what it's kind of like when it's in the setting. Oh, Father. And you just got to pretend like you are going all in, you're talking the same every time, don't let it get you down. Make sure you're talking a lot to your leaders too, Andre, because they're killing it in your area and they've got, they've probably got the best advice for you because they're in your area and they're balling, so. Totally. All right, any other questions for Todd? These have been awesome questions so far and a really, really great um, success call, I think. A once in a lifetime, you need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast.